Okay. <gasps> I'm Jesus. ready to rock and roll. Lord. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, God. This is going to be like therapy. <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I have to go slow. It's okay. Otherwise, I just start. Might have been a slow day, though. It's been a it's been a slow day. Good. I got a promotion at work. Woo! So today was my last day in my old my old. In your old position. Position. You're about to assume a new position. I'm about to assume the newest position. Many positions. So uh, it was a very relaxed day for me, which Good. was nice. I watched a little Formula One drive to survive. Which you have gotten me hooked on. Cruising through the second You've season. Been my Formula One pusher. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I started getting Shaney hooked on it. Um, I'm... I'm singing the praises of it wherever i go it's fun it is a lot of fun yeah is, is it the best show ever no no but it's great but it's great it keeps your attention it is for fantastic sure, yeah. and it will it will get me into formula one you know I what know it's it. the good kind of reality television exactly yeah it's reality reality television yeah. not scripted reality television yeah and they're not dealing with anything <laughs> so you know devastating as a there's no like breakup shit there's no there's no anybody nobody dies there's no you know nothing bad it's just a race yeah it's a race but the drama that's associated with the race it's fantastic. It is. How's your week been so far? It's been my my week was has been good. My weekend has been a little bit slow. I woke up and did some uh, Easter preparation stuff with my daughter. That was a mm. lot of fun, and we went to a little uh, a little Easter thing that one of the churches down the street from us had, and all the kids were there, and she saw them, and she had a great time. It was a lovely, beautiful, beautiful weather. Good, good day to be outside, and a great day to come over here to the castle and start getting to work on. Well, I'm not regarding this one. Whatever the hell this is. I'm not regarding this one as work today, Mark. No, this isn't. Um, This is going to be fun. Memorable things that happened in 1991. Well, the big one is, for us, uh, Nirvana. Mm -hmm. You know, Nirvana showed up at that, came into the public consciousness at that time. There were a couple things. The death of hair metal, the birth of, of grunge, or the, I shouldn't say the birth of grunge, but the, the widespread telling of grunge. Yes. And a band in Denton, Texas formed uh, under the name Leper Messiah. Who, if you are, I just read that just a second ago, who, if you are a Metallica fan. Or if you are a David Bowie fan. Oh, really? Is there a Leper Messiah Bowie song? It's a, it's a line okay. in one of his songs. Oh, yes, that's right. That's, yes. They say that that is where it comes from. Okay. Um, and would later change their name to... Deep Blue Something. Now, I don't think this is the band that they were singing about in the Mountain Goats. No. No, this is not that band. This is not the best ever anything out of Denton. <laughs> no, it's not. No, they are just, not. Yeah, this is complete not. This schlocky is the, bullshit. We talk about songs where we like, where we don't like, where we question the lyrics or don't like the lyrics, but we like the song. This is one where I could kind of do without the song. It's not the worst song in the world, but it ain't great. No, it's not. We are, of course, talking about the one-hit wonder. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. Breakfast at Tiffany's. You have not seen the film Breakfast at Tiffany's featuring uh, George Pappard, um, 
I've seen stills from it. I may have seen clips from it. Right, 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 right. But I mean, but you haven't seen the whole movie. Correct. Um, and you might have seen this. I don't know. But I want, this is going to be a podcast reaction. Okay. okay. There's a, a character in the movie called Mr. Yunioshi that is played by Mickey Rooney. Yes, okay? I, I know of this. Oh, you do know of this. I do know of this. Okay, well, I, I want, have you seen it? Uh, I don't know if I have or not. Okay, I think well, I you, might have. Guess what? You're about to <clears throat> see it, okay? And I want... This is Mickey Rooney as a Japanese As man. playing a Japanese character, and I'm gonna... I just want, I want, your, I want your reaction, okay? I decided not to add a clip, not because I was afraid of us getting sued or anything, but because this is so terribly racist, I just thought it was better to keep it out. If you decide to go look at this yourself, feel free, but my reaction says it all. Mark? Holy shit. <laughs> I did not know. Can you believe that that made that into a movie? That that, that was in a movie? That that At the time, yeah. That's his... I mean, no, I, I honestly can't. I thought... I mean, we're not. We're only about ten years out of a, or maybe fifteen years out of a war with with Japan, but that caricature is so over the top. Holy shit! It's so stupid. I mean, in such a, in what is this, essentially a, a pretty good movie. I mean, not a bad movie, but is that not? I mean, how do you feel about that? It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's the most horrible Holy thing you've shit. ever seen. Is it not? I mean, that is. Holy shit. For those out there who have heard, who have listened to, or have seen uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, you might know what he's talking about. For those that don't, go check it out. But then something else awful was spawned from this movie. We're about to talk about it. <laughs> um, originally pe- appearing on their first album, 11th Song, which is a weird album title Strange for an album when it says song in it, mm-hmm. and then later re-recorded. And released on the album Home because <laughs> reared its their ugly. first album <laughs> wasn't enough. Reared its ugly head yeah, on, it wasn't on the Home record. So nice they released it twice. Mm. Um, peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Top of the U.K. singles chart. Uh, also in the top ten lists of Australia, Flanders, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Flanders. Iceland, you Ireland, learned about Flanders Sweden. I did learn last about Flanders, week, yeah. yes. I got a, a little quick trivia qu- question for you. There are two states in, in Belgium. Flanders is one. Do you know the other? I don't. Wallonia. Wallonia. Wallonia, yes. That's where hmm. most of the people are. I've never even heard of Wallonia. Yeah, I've heard of Flanders. It's an unusual place. It's the more French-speaking of the two. Um, boy, oh boy. I've... Uh, the, the lyrics to this song have always irked me um, for a number of reasons that I cannot wait to get into. And I think I'm probably going to lose my cool at some point. Yeah, I think um, because these lyrics, there's so many. If there were any lyrics that were made against my taste in lyrics. Yeah, I, this would be like the textbook. Like, what does Mark hate? Rhyming the same words with each other. And, and it happens. A, a bunch of filler words. Mm hmm. Uh, not making sense. It's like everything that I can't stand this song has and with the cheesiest pop nonsense behind it. So you're saying you can check all the bar- boxes on the Mark's, Mark Davis songwriting spreadsheet. And if that wasn't enough, the music video sucks oh, to it. the music video is so bad. It is so painfully 90s, and I mean that in a terrible way. They are four well-adjusted young Texas men, aren't they? Oh, they were just well raised, well fed. Doesn't look like anything bad ever happened to these guys. 
um, that just having dinner in having lunch in Midtown Manhattan. Which is essentially where Breakfast at T- Tiffany's pl- takes place. That's it's about Midtown Manhattan, a girl in Midtown. Let's uh, let's just start by talking about how these lyrics were inspired. Okay. The uh, the singer was watching Roman Holiday, which I have never seen. Okay, neither have I. Mm-hmm. All right, it is another Audrey Hepburn movie. It inspired the lyrics of the song, and he just decided to call the song Breakfast at Tiffany's instead <laughs> because he liked the name of it more. Check box one. Fuck you right <laughs> off. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, great. It's just, as soon as I read that, I was just like shaking my head nonstop. I was like, you cannot, please don't do this to me. Mm-hmm. Um. That now that we know that hurt your feelings right from the get go. What's what's next, Mark? Well, a lot of it we can't get into until we get into it. The I music guess, video I mean, yeah, is very yeah, very but, painful. But, I'm just I'm chump. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm champing at the bit to get started. To with chomp this. on these, yeah, okay. Like he said, um, bands classified as a one hit wonder. This is it. This is all I know about Deep Blue Something. It's all I need to know about Deep Blue Something. But it doesn't. They don't go any deeper than this song. I mean. Like I said, four records. They don't go any more bluer, and they don't go any more somethinger. No, they not, definitely not somethinger. Um, <clears throat> no. They came out on a thing called Kirtland Records, which immediately makes me think that they were produced by Costco because of the Kirkland brand. I know it's Kirtland, not Kirkland. Well, Kirtland, they were signed to, I think, they got signed to when they rejoined. Okay, yeah. They, they got back together. They were on Interscope for a while. Wow. They broke up. Okay. They I, when Interscope was buying everybody right, right, that was right. like it at all popular. Still they they really got back together I think in 2014 and signed to Kirtland Records. Mm-hmm. And who knows what they're doing now. Hopefully not making fucking Well, actually anymore. if you look on their site it says that like one of them is like managing a seafood store or like, you know, <laughs> restaurant. But I, you're laughing, man. But if I ever make it to Fort Worth, which is where this place is, I'm going to go there. I'll tell you what, man, as someone who's managed food places before, that guy has lived the dream for a little bit and is now coasting by on fucking, you know, making seafood platters. Good for him. Yes, exactly. That is what I... He's doing what I did, but he also did the thing. Yeah. And so good for him. Exactly. But... Thank God, it's like someone restricted his rock rights. It was like <laughs> someone's like, "Hey man, sorry, we're bumping you down to the D leagues. You don't get card. to make music anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're done." <clears throat> Let me tell you a little bit about the critical reception um, uh, section of the Wikipedia here, which you know, some people are like, oh, "So someone uh, refers to it as a perfect single, along with a mildly repetitive, mildly rep- that's being very nice, that's being nice, conversational, also." fucking nice lyrics of the chorus and bright acoustic guitar however tom sinclair of entertainment weekly was unimpressed this is my guy right here right he called it quote possibly the year's most innocuous single that is devastating breakfast at tiffany's is distressingly prosaic pop from a wimpy sounding texas quartet (laughs) and he added that it lacked any musical piquancy 
Now, <clears throat> to call something in the musical realm innocuous is one of the biggest, most devastating insults I can possibly. Music is supposed to, it, it's supposed to evoke <laughs> something and at times, a lot of times, have an edge to it. Like Sean and Hayes from Hollywood Handbook <laughs> once said, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. <laughs> and when you say, like, oh, this is just so drab, I remember someone saying, like, when you refer to someone by, like, an item of clothing, they were like, hey, you, hat. Not only takes away any, any like personal from the depth of the person. It's, it's yeah. just like you are so lacking of personality that I'm just going to refer to you by an item of clothing you're I've wearing. Summed you up by what you're wearing. That is what this song is. Yeah. This song is drab white dude in a crowd. This song is. <laughs> <laughs> Seth just drooled on himself. You could have picked this out of millions and it would have <laughs> been the same thing. This song is, yeah, this song is like white woman in a shopping mart. Like, this song is fucking, it's so, it, 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 it ugh. In, in, <laughs> in its like. This is musical Ipecac. It, it, it <laughs> is, <laughs> but see, that's just it. It's not. It is a musical Vanilla, vanilla, vanilla would be too kind. Pablum, it is. It's musical poi. It is. There's no flavor. Yes, There's it is tofu. To it. Yeah, it is. There is. There is nothing to it. It. It is. It is musical grits. Mm. There's nothing to it unless you add something to it. It is just like a blank slate. It is. It is <laughs> wow, offensive Mark. in in its innocuousness. I feel like we need to have a Hammond B behind you right now playing <laughs> like, like we're at fucking church or something. It is so, and then if it wasn't, Preach. if that wasn't bad enough. Yeah. It is so, when you start looking at the lyrics, it is so fucking dumb <laughs> that it even makes relationships look stupid. It lo it makes everything look well. vapid. It. We just got to get into. I mean, this. we kind of do. It's I so just, terrible. Uh, you you, were you better hurry about, up, Texas. You got to hurry. Houston, Texas Press wrote that this song is the second worst song from any artist from Texas after Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that that sums sums it up right there. VH1 and Blender. We've said VH1 doesn't have it right before. They're half right here. Put it in the list of their fifty most awesomely bad songs ever. Mm -hmm. Is number six. Awesomely bad might be because look, let's be honest, they're all decent musicians. They're they're okay. They're fine. They're okay. They're nothing. fine. Yeah. They no can... one. No one here. I've heard some songs where I'm like, that drummer is bad, or or right. that's bad. No, they're all okay. They're fine. There's uh, but again, here's what I'll say about this song very quickly. It's all bad. It's all silly. It's all milk toast. It's 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 milk there's toast nothing, is a great word. For yeah. It. It's it's all uh, lame. There is one thing in the song that is redeeming. When we get to it, I'll point it out. I think I already know what it is. I do. I, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. You say <laughs> that we've got nothing in common. No common ground to start from. And we're falling apart. You'll say the world has come between us. Our lives have come between us still i know you just don't care okay i know where you're gonna go right from the very oh beginning. god are I you know where you're going you, has anyone listened to this if you've never listened to this podcast before you're probably the only person who doesn't know what makes my fucking skin crawl I, yes yes uh okay in the first verse they rhyme 
us and us in a line together. That is irritating enough. But Mark, the thing that I got out of it is no common ground to start from and we're falling apart. At what point in the relationship are we at? The beginning or at, in the middle? <clears throat> That's a very great question. I, I don't know. I have. I mean, and that and that kind of stays like that through the song. Yeah, yeah. It's we're in a song where time and space <laughs> don't exist. To exist. We're in a hellacious <laughs> purgatory Some sort of, of pop bullshit. Pop Twilight Zone, where someone literally <laughs> just weaved together the most shit lyrics. <laughs> you know, nothing. There's something to be said for people who. People have come to us with songs and been like, wow. okay, someone came to us with, with uh, someone said, what about Beck? Mm-hmm. Loser. Okay. okay. Beck is not trying to make that song seem like it is a deep thing. Yeah. But it kind of is. Well, we we can have that discussion for another time. Right, but right. Like, Go ahead. He is not like, the lines of that song, only the chorus really has any kind of like. Cohesion cohesion yeah everything else is like it's just i look at it as just joycey and stream of consciousness right you know right 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 right, right. it has a so there's a lot of stuff like that that we can't do on this podcast right because we know they're nonsensical they're made to be nonsensical Mm -hmm. there's nothing that offensive to me about that it might be a little weird or whatever but there's nothing that offensive to me meant to evoke that a lot it's it's what they're doing you know at the drive-in is another one people have mentioned at the drive-in you know, what is going on in Cedric's head? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, whatever. This, this right here, this, <laughs> this is not stream of consciousness. Someone actually thinks this makes sense. Yeah. And it and it doesn't. It doesn't, you don't know. All, all that's mm, all evoked here is that a relationship is falling apart. One of the, 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 the. The linchpin of why the relationship was started, there is none. None that, yeah. Why the relationship is falling apart is everything. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently, yes. And the. Their um, lives. It's come between them. Yeah. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but the reason we're going to try and keep this relationship together, be in a fucking movie. A movie. Go fuck yourself. I know. (laughs) Now, now, uh, this is, this is where you, Mark, you might not like this. You might not like this at all, but I'm not going to say it's dumb because their basis, uh, the basis of the relationship hinges on a movie. Because you and I both know married Star Trek fans. But no, but the, but my point here, and what I'm going to conclude with is, on on that subject, nobody's dedicating a room of their house to breakfast at Tiffany's. Thank you. Yes, because I was just going <laughs> to say because Star Trek evokes when you, when someone tells me they're a huge Star Trek fan, I know a number of things about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or you, or you you're, assume you're, you're, safely. You're, you're, you're into science fiction writ large. You know, you're probably of a average or above average intelligence. There are many movies and many beliefs that are involved oh, in the Star Trek universe. Very much so, yes. Um, you know, that, you know, you, you know all these things about, you know, Yuhuru and, and Spock being the first interracial kiss on tv right right and that they're fighting for different people all being able to come together there's an ethos that is that is what is there about breakfast at tiffany's when the movie he really watched was fucking roman holiday yeah we're not even talking about that movie (laughs) so what the fuck are you talking about oh we hold on nobody are we just talking about that we like audrey hepburn is that what our fucking okay let 
we haven't even started. Well, he obviously doesn't like Mr. Uniyoshi. I'm not thinking. It's not just bad enough that they rhyme us and us. Okay, yeah, yeah. He also rhymes between us and between us. Oh, wait a minute. He also rhymes come between us and come between us. Yeah. He rhymes three fucking words, (laughs) and he says has and have before that. Yes, yeah. That's almost a four-word fucking ripoff. Yeah, it uh, or or I wouldn't say ripoff. I'd say more um, um, repetition. Not repetition. No, I would say, what is it when you're just not not uh, not trying? Four words of laziness. Four words yeah. of 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 uh, you know not trying of of apathy when it comes to songwriting. Yeah, you know, I mean, really apathy. Kind of like when he says common and common he what he yes like right next to each other i mean yeah ending one line and starting another one and this and ladies women out there this is like your worst nightmare of a guy this guy comes in with well you're saying that we've got nothing like this is the guy you come home from he's supposed to be like out looking for a job Mm -hmm. because he's been like fucking letting you pay for pretzels on your debit card at the mall while he just stands there and watches you order there's a depth to this there is a depth to this trust me (laughs) and and you come home from busting your ass and you get home and he's sitting watching fucking drive to survive (laughs) or something like it on the fucking couch popping cheetos in his mouth mark and he goes show me on the doll where the bad man touched your pretzel and and he (laughs) says she she says, I want to break up with you. And he says, well, you say that we got nothing in common. So, uh, hey, but there is one thing. But I'm going to prove you wrong. And it's like, you know, all this stuff in the beginning. Okay. You say we've got nothing in common. No common ground to start from. And we're, we're falling, falling apart. apart. That's a pretty devastating fucking. That's a pretty devastating thing to be told from someone that you're in a relationship with. Yeah. At that point, you might want to really consider packing up and going. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. You got no common ground, common ground to start from. But the start from, we've got no, we've got. It would have been better if he just said, "We've got no common ground to go on." There's to don't, go on. Don't but to start don't, from Seth. Don't. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to okay. ask you so politely. Mark, I'm going to just. I'm going to ask you so politely. Don't try and make the song better. You know why? Because I love you and I care about you. All right. And I don't want you to hurt At yourself. At this point, I'm just going to let you no lean into all this hatred, better. man. I'm going to let you do. There it. is no making this song better. All right. All right. You'll say the world has come between us. Our lives have come between us, which just sounds like fucking stammering. Mm-hmm. Still, I know you just don't care. She probably doesn't, dude, because you you probably have been shown to be the fucking chump that she thinks you are. This should have been like the last verse in the song. Still, I know you don't care. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, and for him to think that he's justified in telling her how she feels... That he thinks oh, he knows that she doesn't care. Always a big mistake. Yeah. Always. It's like telling a girl to calm down or to smile or saying that you kn- you understand them, you know them. Yeah. You know, I know your feelings. You don't. Big fucking mistake. And it sounds like this song sounds like it's from the fucking point of view of a loser. It sounds like it's from the point of view of a fucking emotional child. Mm. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> and she said... I think I remember that film. Right. And as I recall, I think we both kind of like it. And I said, well, that's one thing we've got. Now, Seth. Yeah, go ahead. I turned off my phone. I'm so mad. Okay. Now, Seth, let's pull this apart. All right. This relationship's falling apart. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Look at me. Look mm. in my fucking I'm, I'm, eyes. I'm in your I'm, I'm, I, eye contact. <laughs> this, this we know woman, each other. This woman is like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Where we've got nothing in common. We've you know our our lives have come between us. I, I'm I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And his response is okay. What about breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Um, that movie we saw eight years ago. So her response is, I think, I think I remember that film. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Sure. What about it? I think I remember something about it. Maybe that racist fucking shit that you showed Mr. Yunioshi. I think, I I think I remember that. Right. And as I recall, I think again, (laughs) this is a think on a think. Right. (laughs) I think we both kind of liked it oh we need to get back together kind so let me get this straight <laughs> we're talking about a movie you think you saw that you think that we both sort kinda of liked. liked it right well then that's one thing we've got no it's not no it's not fuck off no it's not eat shit don't waste my fucking time. What a fucking poor premise for a song. What a poor premise for a Dub relationship. Of a, of a blood pressure cuff. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's You're bright red, 8, man. 8,000 over a million. It's infuriating. Yeah. Infuriating. Yes, it is. It's completely silly. That chorus is... And I don't know if this is supposed to be funny or cute. Described as wimpy sounding by one press officer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very wimpy sounding. The best ever dead band out of Denton. Soon. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's in. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> I not. I'm, no. I mean, uh, want to go out for some seafood after this? You I mean, like Jesus. Who, me? Oh, I. Oh, you. I no, know I you don't. But I'm just saying. We're. I mean, maybe in Fort Worth, go find this guy. You know, see where the hell he's at. Well, that that's the one thing we try got. and shake him like George Papard does to Audrey Hepburn in the movie. The uh, the genius annotation says, "Oh, it's the it's, singer references mm. when he and his love saw the 1961 film Breakfast at Tiffany's to remind her that they have at least one thing in common, and not all of their relationship is lost, giving them a glimmer of hope for their future. Less than a glimmer, but shouldn't yeah, it, her response shows that there's no hope for this relationship at, from the get. The fact that it, she goes, I think I remember it. I think we both liked it." And not even liked it, but kind of liked it, maybe? Not even from her response. I mean, what she said at the beginning, what a girl said at the beginning of the song is, there's no common ground, we're falling apart, and still I know you just don't care. Well, he said he doesn't care. Well, I I know, he knows that she just doesn't care. Yeah, I, I Dude, guess that's kind of unclear. I can't tell if uh, you're right. It's, she's it goes saying, along with "I know the you just don't care," or the... he's saying, "I know you just don't care." But still, I mean, there's enough in that to know that this shit ain't working, man. This shit's just not working. No, yeah, it's done. Yeah, pack up your shit. And he's referencing some little cheesy movie from 1961 that they want, like you said, <clears throat> they think he kind of remembers. Maybe that's supposed to be the basis for their relationship. Is it is it is it supposed to is it cutesy? It's it, it it's like it's bad. It's like being like, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, you never do anything nice for me. And a guy goes, "Remember when I gave you the last Oreo? Remember when I bought you that Snickers bar?" And it's like, are you fucking? Jo- is that the fucking example you're gonna give? When I tell you that our relationship's done, your response is, 
we both liked a movie. And then for her to be like, I don't even remember the fucking movie. And I don't remember if we either liked it. And I think that maybe we liked it, but we didn't even like it very much. And, and he's you're like, done. he's like Jim Carrey in, uh, in, in Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> I see you. The only one who knew me. And now your eyes see through me. I guess I was wrong. So what now? It's plain to see we're over. And I hate when things are over. When so much is left undone. This is where he's laying it on Here thick. Here we are again. And we're again, yeah, back to Mark De- Felony 1, first degree, Mark Davis, first degree felony. That fourth line, plain to see we're over. I hate when things are over. Bad songwriting. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> now, now, now that's just, that's scratching the surface. I know. I'm going to let you go for a while. Okay, for a, for a while. To, I, I see you the down. only one who knew me. He's laying it on her. He's now laying it on her. You're the, you know, it's, it's coming on thick at this point. You know, you're the only one that knew me. And now your eyes see through me. You know, a minute ago... You know, he had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, you're seeing, you know, you, you see through me. You're the smart one in this relationship. Maybe he's, you know, I think there's a level of deception going on here. You know, trying to impress, trying to make, it's like, you know, telling her she looks good or something like that. You know, um, I guess I was wrong. And there's the guilt trip that comes in. Uh, so what now? It's plain to see we're over. We could stop the song right here, Mark, but we're not that fortunate. No. Now we have to hear that. Second line with the rhyming again. I hate when things are over, which is just, I ha- I hate when things are over. Is there never been a more four year old line written into a song? I don't care what you think. I don't care if you hate when things are over. <laughs> then don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Ex- yes. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Bummer. Okay. I okay. Big and deal. When so much is left undone, what's undone? <clears throat> Well, and that's the thing. I'm, and again, it's like he has yeah, so much left undone. I don't know what that means. They I don't either. Done, they haven't done anal, but like that again is not a fucking reason to be in a relationship. Didn't watch this more guy is giving the most shitty guy responses to wanting to keep a relationship going. Right, to, but I don't want to. I'm not done. I hate when things are over. Where am I going? I live? don't like when things are undone. Who's yeah. going to drive me to? Band Who's going to pay for my pretzels at the mall? Yeah, exactly. It's just like. <laughs> just never gonna stop talking about pretzels in the mall. Um, but yeah, Underline I mean, it's just like subconscious pretzel. It's like the most childish, like you know. And again, like I guess I was wrong that you didn't know me. Well, guy, I have a thought. Maybe she can see you, and she realizes what a scum fuck you are. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Maybe she sees you. Maybe now all of a sudden we were having a conversation yesterday about that that magical. Uh, that magical time when a relationship starts that everyone calls the honeymoon period right waves off and then you're left with the actual person well, well actually that that feeling gets buried under a stack of water bills yes absolutely <laughs> yeah and the light bill yeah and then you go oh this is no longer like a cute neat thing this no. is like a real human being there is a time when cutesy time is over yeah, yeah. oh absolutely oh, yeah when, but... when people stop being polite and start, start getting real <laughs> Real world, deep blue something. Yes, 
I mean, this guy just shows himself to be a fucking chump. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a, a wild, a wild, a childish, just petulant. Well, it's it, he actually read child. a book written by a teenager on how to manipulate your girlfriend. Well, he's doing a bad job. Yeah, I mean, I can I can hear this woman packing up her stuff. Any adult woman, any adult. I can female. pick. I can yeah. hear this woman like packing up his PS Five. Yeah. That he spent all of his uh, tax if, return money on instead of footing in the bill. Would it have been worthwhile for some girl to write like a response to this? You know, and like <laughs> if there is, is a she's woman, sitting, I'm packing my bags. I read the Houston Seth, Press yesterday. Um, I you maybe know. I'll write a response to this and have a woman sing it. Okay, or maybe I'll invite a woman to to write the lyrics for mm-hmm. a, a, a retaliation song to this and a make clangy, it big. Yeah, a and then I can pop and song. then I can run a seafood joint in a couple of years. <laughs> And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember that film, maybe. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's one thing we've got. The fact that they both kind of liked it with that raci- racist fucking Japanese shit <laughs> is kind of troublesome for both of them anyway it's a cute movie it's questionable at best it's questionable that is oh that is beyond there's no question when you today when you come away from that movie one of the things that you remember more than anything else is that guy is mickey rooney's character yeah by far holy shit um we we skipped over talking about i think the part that you were gonna say oh yeah well the um okay and i think and and you're right okay it's not total wank stock guitar solo it's not it's got brit pop you give me a twanged out reverbed you know gretch coming out of an old fender amp i'm gonna like the sound of it almost every Mm -hmm. time it's just you know you're it's it's there's it's hard to mess up a twangy guitar solo like this. Yeah. It is. I, it's the only it's the only redeeming part that I'm stopping and listening to and, and paying real attention to for the many years that I heard this. It song. has it has early nineties um pop it's music got, vibes. It's got shadowy men of a it stu- reminds, on a shadow. I was gonna say planet. that or Polaris. Or Polaris, yeah. It's you got know, that like it's got it, that man. feel to it. It's yeah. got that like you know, American Smith's energy. Just, like for one glimmering moment, you you get a little a little shining bit a, out of this song, and then it just goes away so fast. While you're puking during this whole song, puking into a fucking trash can, mm-hmm. when this guitar part comes up, it's the one part where you look up and go, you wipe your mouth, yeah, and you just go, "What's that?" It's the it's the and someone goes, "Oh, it's the, the song. one guy in the band who like," and it's not even and it's not even like. A fantastic solo. It's not no. like great. It's just I, I wouldn't even call okay. it a solo. It's just okay. I'd call it's it like fill. Yeah, it's, it's like fill. yeah, it's like a little part. It's yeah, it's a lead part. It's there's nothing spectacular about no. it. It's just it's okay. It's less painful than the rest of it. Exactly. Um, I'm I'll be frank with you. I'm not going to read this chorus three more times because Mm-mm. they do it. Oh, they do it. They do it ad again, nauseum and they do it again. Yes, and I have and the only thing more offensive than any of the other stuff I mentioned about the song before is the fact that they keep cramming this fucking chorus down your throat and the fact that it's so bad and the fact that it keeps reminding you over and over again that this relationship was based on nothing 
and there is it is hanging from a piece of sinew I that needs that, to be clipped. I think that he 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 uh, he wrote a hook, and he was so satisfied with that hook that he just couldn't let it go. He just had to keep doing it over and over. Well, he also you know, repeats it's the self indulgent. He also repeats the same first verse. Yeah, and so it's like check box two. Yeah, in Mark 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 well, Davis like part, box eight. No, no, no. Well, I know, but I, but I mean, in Mark Davis songwriting felonies box two, repeat the repeat a verse. Yeah, yeah. You don't like that. We know you don't like that. It's going up there with with repeating. There are uh, twelve boxes and, that have been check marked. Right. That the repeating of the first verse is like box nine because there was so much stuff before we even got to the third verse which is the first verse and it's you know it's just dude come on repeating verses um you know the songmeanings.com page is just people All saying right. that they this song is about a relationship no mm-hmm. shit someone says and i hate when things are over when there's so much is left undone so true <laughs> okay um, written by somebody that's not in a relationship anymore. Someone that doesn't know what love feels like. Yeah. The fact that even my boyfriend knows the words to the chorus to this song say to me that it's way too catchy. <laughs> yeah, so is her. Well, there's something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a wicked fun song. Peace. Uh, how many comments are there? 58. Oh, a yeah. lot of people felt a lot about this song. Um. Well, here's an overstating the obvious. I think it's about a couple's relationship going down the pooper, so they try to cling onto things that they can agree on. No, so he tries to cling to things that they can agree on poorly. Yeah, uh, I relate to this a lot. Oh, poor guy. the The music video is is ju- is almost as bad as the song. Let me explain the music video to you, because this is this very much falls in the same zone is so many music videos that there there are music videos that do something completely separate with the music videos completely unrelated to the song lyrics and then there are some who try to like hyper realize something about it so the music video is the band members coming from different places in new york city Mm -hmm. with some rich folks dressed in like tucks and tails who are bringing a table and setting a table up in front of tiffany and co in in manhattan it looks like yeah and the the four guys are dressed like schlubs and finding different ways to get to tiffany's and this is another thing that fucking drove me absolutely batty um and the old guys set up the table and put a nice tablecloth on it right plates yeah the best china there is what have you Mm -hmm. and then all the band members arrive one by one. One comes by horse, I believe. One in the back of a pickup yeah. truck. Um, one on a bicycle or something? One maybe on a bicycle. Who yeah. cares? So they all get there. They sit at a table in front of Tiffany's. Right. In Midtown. Yeah. And from what I can tell, when they open what the food is, when they get the little silver things, there's no breakfast. It looks like it's like tomatoes and like lettuce. Some it, of that fresh. It looks like it's produce. burger accoutrements. <laughs> it doesn't even look like breakfast, right? So it's like you went through all this fucking setup, no food, just and you fixings. didn't have eggs yeah. and bacon. Like you couldn't, you couldn't be bothered to bring fucking toast to the set. You had to bring some fucking weird like dressing for a fucking hamburger. 
What the fuck is going on? Who's running this fucking place? Maybe one of the game. Well, he obviously went into you know restaurant business afterwards. Maybe he took this as a cue of something. I don't know. I'm exhausted. I found something funny in in, in something interesting. Not funny, interesting in uh, in song fact or song meanings. Um, it was way down. Uh, written by Dude Sixty Three. Oh, of course. I lived in Denton, Texas. Six off. I lived in Denton, Texas. Sorry, dude. Where Deep Blue Something was from. Shortly after the song was released, I knew some people who claimed to know the girl that the song was written about. They said that she broke up with a member of the band because of incompatibility in faith. The song was written because he didn't understand, I believe that, why their difference in faith should make their relationship unviable. He felt she was belittling all the the other things they shared. I am going on second or third hand information, so I don't know for certain that this is the real backstory, but it fits logically with the song's lyric. I, I believe this. That's I believe it. I believe it. I think that there was a maybe a short short sighted little Christian boy from from uh, Denton, Texas, who didn't who didn't understand a girl that maybe had a little bit more you know to her, a little th- more complexity. You think he was the reli- the religious one? I think he was. Yeah, I think interesting. He was. I do. Um, <clears throat> uh, in uh, in song facts, there is not many. There are not many facts about this song. One of them, it says the song is a humus, humorous and optimistic look at a failing relationship, which is I'd it? say no. that is not a fact. No. That is, guys, that is very much an opinion. One partner focuses on how different the two people are and how they aren't going to last as a couple. Um, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> the speaker clings to this one detail and repeats it five times as the chorus in this song. Yeah. <laughs> that they oh. have this relationship is based on Breakfast at Tiffany's. Everything else just talks about how fucking stupid they are. They didn't release another album until 1998, and I hope that they never release another song again. Yeah, I hope it's... I think that's it. I think we're I think we're in the range. They're, they're like... I, I, we're out of the possibilities of they're coming back and trying to create something, you know... Yeah. Any, anything meaningful. I mean, maybe they're going to, you know, do a Milk It for a couple more years tour ac- across the Midwest or something. But They'll do one of those tours where it's a bunch of 90s one-hit wonders. Yeah. What, what was that one like we just saw recently from the... Oh, uh, I, I know. I can't I remember, can't remember the name there, of it, but it's... There's so many. It seems like it's probably falling <clears throat> apart already. I, I hope that the uh, statute of limitations of the song has <laughs> run out. One last thing I'll mention before we do the Creep Factor. Um the, uh, the, one of the members recalled to Q magazine that promoting the song got to be pretty tiresome. He explained, as the song had breakfast in the title, radio stations thought it would be genius to have us on at breakfast time. We'd be up till 3 a.m. and they'd wonder why we were pissed off playing at 6 a.m. If there's any time that I've been able to relate to this band, it's that. That would suck. Okay, <laughs> that yeah, sounds yeah. pretty terrible. Should have thought of that when you didn't name it, name it Roman Holiday. <laughs> Um, also, I, apparently, a bunch of people think the song is uh, the Gin Blossoms. There's really? a lot of there's... no. This is not the Gin Blossoms. Oh, oh my no, god! No, not. no, no. This yeah. I, I love this. There's somebody that you can relate to on Song Facts. I'm only going to read one little part of what they wrote. It's uh, from Peachilla. Wrote this in 2006. This song makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very bland song. In fact, I found it on a list of bland songs. <laughs> Someone also oh, said, and I'm sure this is not true, the video was so expensive that lead singer Todd Pipes had to sell a kidney to pay for it. What? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, boy. All right. All um, right, Mark. No, we, we've, you've, let me put it to you this way. You've properly 
drop kicked this song in the throat, man. Now, that is true. Yes. Is this song creepy? I give this song a creep factor of zero. Really? This song has no creep factor. No, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. It, it does not get a zero. And here's why. He's relating it to um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. So that's, that seems to be the crux of the song. The crux of their relationship is right. the fact that they like this song together. There are, there are problems in Breakfast at Tiffany's in the movie. Like, like I think you heard me mention earlier, like when George Pappard, you know, grabs Holly Golightly in the movie and shakes her in a hallway and tries to tell her what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what? I can believe that this guy saw that and thought, you know, oh, I'm I'm that guy. I'm the one that's getting their heart stepped on, but I can shake this girl mm-hmm. and and tell and tell her what she's thinking mm-hmm. and tell her what she really needs and what she, I think I believe that that guy, that the writer of this song, Greg Burgess or whatever his name is, drew on that. He drew on that emotional scene in the movie and he thought I can I can do that. I can tell this girl what she needs to know and what she's thinking. I can show her that I'm what's good for her, which to me is creepy. I think that's what he drew on. That's my that's my hypothesis, Mark. It is very wild to me that you is got it? that much out of it. I, I, I kind of do. I mean, But well, go off, King. I've seen the movie, and I that's one of the most striking parts of the movie. And when I saw it, um, I thought... Well, she liked like, it, too. I mean, you know, I mean, not that it makes it according to him, kind of, you know. But um, but that's one of the most striking parts of the movie when I saw it, and I thought to myself, you know, knowing what I knew, um, you know, he, a lot of people look at it as you know him being the man and putting his foot down. And when I saw the movie, I saw a guy that um, you know is almost vengeful, almost a little bit vengeful. And uh, and and because I can, you know, put the because I've put those two things together and he's, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, he sings. What about breakfast at Tiffany's? What about breakfast is over and over and over again, you know, as as the crux of their relationship. I I just think it's. Well, give it a creep. factor. I give it a creep factor of. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you have it. A zero and a two and a half. Now, a, a wimp factor. Oh, as was mentioned Jesus before, Christ. this is the most, I mean, just weak, just can't finish a full lap on the freaking track, uh, uh, can't, you know, uh, got beat up at the bus stop. I mean, this song, this song was, had its lunch money stolen. Yeah, this I song mean, it's, is. It's just, it's sad. It is just sad. This painful. song should make you, it should not be a catchy hook. This song should make you sad. And it does. <laughs> and it does, as you heard. I will say I do feel I do feel good getting all that off of my <laughs> you do. chest. You, you look a lot better now <clears throat> than you did 10 minutes yeah. ago, man. This one has been eating at me. Yeah. This one's been, been bugging wow. me. Um, this is the episode when Mark Davis unloads, man. <laughs> yeah. This was. Uh, next up. Next up. Give we're it doing me. it. Which one? You ready? What? Go. We're doing Enrique Iglesias. Oh, yes! Tonight. All right. It, this is going to be fun. Yeah. This will be This will be a little happier. Seth has been pumped about this one from the get-go. Tonight, it's I got... I feel it's now got, that I've gotten names. my rocks off, uh-huh. <clears throat> Seth will have oh, his Oh, no, chance. no. This is going to be a circle jerk. Right? <clears throat> oh, this, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> this one's going to be all the way around. This one's going to be a good one. We're coming at this one from all sides. It's going to be fun, yeah. So make sure... Uh, 
in addition to going out, of course, and telling all of your friends about the hit podcast lyrics to go, <laughs> you also throw on a little Enrique Iglesias it's, in the background. It should be. For you. Go dance to it. There you go. Go dance to it and listen to it over and over and then come back and listen to what we have to say about it. And that will be, be yes, that'll yeah. that'll be a fun episode. Seth, a pleasure as always. I, I, I had a blast on this one. I, I'm, I'm glad I was I'm glad I was here for you. To hold you up at the urinal to make sure that you got <laughs> it all my in hair one back. spot. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate you. We will be back next Friday. Have a fantastic week. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyricstogopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>